everybody, it's Drags, and it's Wednesday, January 23rd, time for episode 281 of Patriots Beat on the CLNS Media Network. Find us at clnsmedia.com, of course, and follow us on Twitter at PatriotsCLNS for the third straight year, fourth year in the last five, and the ninth time in the Brady-Belichick era the Patriots are headed back to the Super Bowl, this time in a back-to-the-future contest against the Rams, but this time, of course, not St. Louis. The L.A. Rams here to discuss it all and look back on what can be described as nothing else but an epic AFC Championship Overtime thriller is Andrew Callahan of MassLive.com. You can follow him on Twitter at underscore Andrew Callahan, or online at MassLive.com and click on their Patriots coverage. How are you, Andrew? Doing very well. I'm on with Trags. How, how bad could I be? Oh, thanks. Um, any travel um, excursion problems to or back from KC as uh, many of us had? No, I, I certainly didn't have to trek from Baltimore as you did, and I give you a lot of credit uh, for that. I, I left earlier than anyone actually last week on, on Thursday. Uh, to make sure I, I got around the storm. And, um, you know, even then it was a little bit complicated, but, you know, compared to everybody else, I, I had smooth sailing. Yeah, I mean, look, I, everybody has travel issues this time of year, but I got to tell you, the people who had to go through Des Moines and Wichita, uh, our colleagues uh, like Chris Price, Steve Buckley, uh, several others, right, uh, Kevin Duffy of the uh, Boston Herald, I got to mm-hmm. tell you, Casey, when they beat – um, the Indianapolis Colts in a divisional round, I'm like, if we have to go out there, it's going to be a challenge, especially if there's weather. Yeah, for sure. And that, that storm hit all of the Midwest, hit all the Northeast. And I know it affected a lot of travel coming back because just the runways were so cold. And I think they still had some ice on them back in Boston. So it wasn't even so much of the fact that being in Kansas City hurt at that time. It was just the, the effect of the storm that it had lasted a good a good solid four days. Well, since we're weather.com now, um, <laughs> it's interesting that uh, really when you when you got right down to it, it was cold in KC, uh, but I didn't think it, it had too much of an impact uh, on the game. Uh, I think Bill Belichick kind of agreed with that assessment uh, afterward as well. And uh, to say that things warmed up and heated up in the fourth quarter was an understatement. That fourth quarter was – about as exciting um, a championship game as I can recall. Certainly uh, what we saw uh, last year in Super Bowl 52 between the Patriots and Eagles, that was right there. It also reminded me of the Patriots-Carolina Panthers uh, in Super Bowl 38 when, you know, it was a defensive struggle in the first half. Patriots completely dominated uh, the Chiefs, of course, held them scoreless, uh, 14-0. And then what ha- what broke out in the fourth quarter with I think five lead changes um, really reminded me of how Super Bowl thirty eight down in Houston exploded between the Patriots and Panthers. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I, I wrote about this uh, earlier today. It's just the fact that I think the big leftover thought from this is the Patriots reminded us that over the years they haven't always won because they were the better team. And this isn't to say they were appreciably worse in Kansas right. City, but there's a reason the Chiefs had the one seed 
they were certainly the more explosive team, the better offensive team, one of the better offensive teams we've seen in the last 20, 30 years. So for them, it was a challenge, but they won because uh, of their coaching, outstanding defensive game plan that really bought them time in those first three quarters, and then enough clutch individual performances from Brady, from Edelman, and Gronk that got them through to the end and then obviously pushed them back into the Super Bowl. They also won because D. Ford lined up offsides. <laughs> that too, you know, and it's the same stuff that we saw back, as you mentioned, in 03, or even dating back to 01, or even in 06 when they go on the road and beat the Chargers in the playoffs. You know, the dynasty wasn't always founded because they had guys like Gronk or back to Randy Moss and went undefeated during the regular season. This was more of the roots of their dynasty is now maybe uh, comes to an end, or, or maybe it never will end. You know what? We can all dream. We can all hope. I mean, it's look, it has been, and I was just telling um uh, the lady friend, um, and, uh, my, um, uh, beautiful partner that, um, this is a privilege to cover this team in this time, Brady and Belichick. It really is. And, um, I gotta tell you, you know, you, when you are in the midst of it, sometimes I think you lose folk or some of us do, not everybody, but I think sometimes you lose an appreciation of exactly what it is you're watching. And I had one of those moments, you know, right down the row in the press box from you on Sunday when I'm watching this game unfold in the fourth quarter. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. And I learned long ago, covering this team not to really write anything until the very end of the game and if you have to get down to the locker room five <laughs> minutes late you do it yeah no doubt about it and it's just yeah, particularly at these stakes I and mean, when you look back at all the Super Bowls and no matter what the spread was or who was favored those have obviously all been tremendously exciting games and it was you know going to be the case here against Kansas City not only because it was in Arrowhead but because of what we had seen back in week six right I mean 43 to 40 the Chiefs overcome a double digit deficit just like that and here they are doing it all again so this is a team that you know even when they're winning games it's, it's always exciting and especially at this time of year and you know whether you're the NFL or anybody just who's a fan of football, even if you hate the Patriots, you just have to admire their consistency there and just the pure entertainment value that they brought the last you know 18 years. How did you go about writing this uh, game story? I'm just curious from your perspective, and we're all in the press box together, right? And I, I'd right. just like to get uh, a feel from somebody like you who was also writing on deadline and certainly going to be writing and blogging after the game is over, after you get back upstairs from the locker room. But when you're writing... As the game's going on, are you like, okay, I'm going to write the body of what happened um, at, you know, the quarters one through three, and then whatever happens in the fourth quarter, I'm going to take the most significant plays and put them up towards the top of the story. The reason I ask you that is when the whole Julian Edelman episode is unfolding, where did he <laughs> catch Did he catch the punt? Did he touch it on the fair catch or did he not? And then two plays later the ball goes off his hands and it's like instant karma. Yeah, it's, it's, it was just crazy. And honestly, I scrapped basically the entirety of what I had written about the first three quarters because the game lasted longer in the fourth quarter and overtime by, you know, actual minutes and hours than it did over the first three. And it obviously packed so much more action, which isn't to say they weren't important. But, you know, for me, I always just have an instant recap, which goes up right on the site. So people leaving the game on their right. phones or at home need to read something. Sure. That's what's there. Usually highlight the best and worst performances of the game. And my first instinct was to go right to the end with Rex Burkhead because not only did they have the game-winning touchdown, but he had the touchdown at the end of regulation that should have won the game for the Patriots. 
And he was there present for more than half of the snaps of both those drives. And to me, that was not only remarkable in and of itself, because you're talking about a guy who had fallen behind Sony Michelle and James White in the depth chart, but he went on IR back in September when they were week two. And his rise back to the biggest moments of the Patriots season, scoring those touchdowns, which was one of the best games ever played by this franchise, really, in my opinion, was kind of a microcosm of their season, not only for the timing of Burkhead's exit, but how he returned and was part of the resurgence here in the postseason when they were counted out and needed their running game and honestly gave them something they couldn't, you know, didn't, couldn't have with Michelle or White because whenever Sony was on the field, 80% of the time that's a run. And this is not just a general figure I'm throwing out there. That's exactly what it was against the Chargers. And when James White was on the field, it was 97% pass. So when Rex is there, he had at least four catches and rushes against the Chiefs. They didn't know what they were going to do in those final two drives, and that's why they got down and why he was able to punch it in to win the AFC. That's a great point about Rex Burkhead, um, Andrew. And speaking with Andrew Callahan, terrific Patriots uh, beat reporter and columnist covering uh, the Patriots and the NFL for MassLive.com. Uh, Rex Burkhead kind of it was the forgotten story in the offense for, oh, I'd say, what, half the season? He was on IR, as you mentioned. And then it seemed like they eased him back, eased him back into the offense. But as the, and you mentioned the outstanding job that the Patriots coaching staff did uh, in the game, but they also do a great job looking ahead, right, with their vision and how they plan to save players uh, for a particular spot in the postseason. And and I think they they did that with Rex Burkhead, and they certainly did it with Rob Gronkowski in the championship game. No doubt about it. And that's the thing about this offense is when I wrote, you know, I'll be the first one to report it or hit uh what is it old takes exposed on Twitter that I felt that Gordon's departure really, you know, all but ended their Super Bowl hopes just for a uh, simple virtue of the fact that Edelman now is the only guy that had left who could win one-on-one consistently against man coverage. Well, that's the guy Brady's going to go to for obvious reasons of the rapport they've developed. He goes to them on those first third and tens on their final drive. And then the chiefs are playing a combination coverage where they're basically waiting out Edelman to cross over the field and the safety on the opposite side will crash down and either intercept the ball or deflect it or knock Edelman and force an incompletion. Right. Well, Brady recognizes this and goes to Gronkowski. So it's, it's having both of those players. I thought Gronk looked fantastic, not only blocking as it did against the chargers, but you know, as a receiver against the chiefs. And when it came down to just clutch performances in critical situations, so often that's what playoff games come down to. And they were really lucky to have that from Edelman, which you could count on, but also have Gronk elevate to just give you enough where Brady could throw up the ball, he could come down and keep those drafts going. Speaking with Andrew Callahan, Patriots reporter for MassLive.com, I want to tell you about an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. It's called Robinhood. They strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy. It's a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence. Simple and intuitive, clear design with data presented in an easy-to-digest way. I use Robinhood to monitor my investments, but most of all, I love the ease of using the app. It is the easiest app I use, especially for financial investments and uh, also monitoring the markets on my smartphone. Values of the Robinhood app, cost, there is there are no commission fees. Other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, but Robinhood, they don't do that. They don't charge commission fees. 
trade stocks and keep all of your profits. And as I mentioned, the ease of the use of the app is tremendous. It's easy to understand charts and market data. Place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at patriots.robinhood.com. That's patriots.robinhood.com. Speaking again with Andrew Callahan, terrific uh, beat reporter for covering the Patriots for MassLive.com. All right, uh, we're talking, I still want to talk about the AFC Championship game, and I asked uh, Bill Belichick about the third down conversions in the conference call on Tuesday, and yes, the Patriots were 13 of 19, a, a stat that just boggles your mind, right? In the overtime, Tom Brady goes down the field and converts not one, not two, but three third and tens, and he said that was great, great execution by our guys, uh, especially in the receiving core. But you can't expect to do that all the time. Yeah, no doubt. And it's just, you know, I honestly think big picture when you look at that game that Brady did not play, uh, I think, as well as it's reflected. And it's great because of the comeback and it reminds you so much of what makes him great. But whether it was the multiple interceptions or a couple other throws that landed in Chiefs' hands, it wasn't him. However, those drives were exactly what you needed in that moment. He was able to deliver, and I think what you talked about before, about just kind of appreciating what this team has done, accomplished, and of course it starts with Brady and Belichick. It's been 18 years of this, and you know, 17 for Brady, and it's just, um, it's just been a remarkable ride, and to have that ability to just go through, and it just, you know, the further back you get, the more amazing it is, and even just within that game, okay, it's an AFC Championship game, but they beat a number one seed, and at Arrowhead Stadium for the greatest, you know, biggest game, home game in Chiefs history. It was amazing. So, you know, here's Andrew. This is what I've, and I wrote this after the game about Brady. What stuck out to me about Tom Brady is when you need him to perform in the most intense pressure there is, the teammates look to him, the coaching staff looks to him. He keeps his calm under pressure as good as any athlete I have ever covered, period, end of story. And you're absolutely right. There were some passes uh, on Sunday that were questionable. Uh, that weren't intercepted. Frankly, uh, the pass that went off uh, Julian Edelman's hands, as we talked about before, that really wasn't on Brady. I mean, Julian Edelman's got to have that ball, right? And the pass that nearly ended the game uh, off Gronk's hands, I mean, Gronk should have that ball, right, before it gets intercepted? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that, that's a ball, too. You could see Brady was a little bit hurried, you know, a little uneasy about the time he had been afforded. But I think ultimately it's a little bit high. I mean, Gronk's six six, and he's got a reach that, you know, goes well above eight feet. So if he can put that on the target because it's a shorter throw, ideally you do that. And I think it, it becomes more magnified, right, you know, after the fact when we're able to look back at the moment and dissect it. And so had D Ford, as you mentioned earlier, not been off sides, what we do with that moment is, you know, instead of it being kind of a forgotten piece of Patriots lore, it's seen as the rise of the Chiefs, where Brady is 41 and you finally see it because the ball's a little bit high, Gronk, creaky and breaking down, goes through his hands and right. into the hands of the Chiefs, who say this is the microcosm of the power transfer in the AFC. So it, it wasn't a, a terrible throw, but for Brady, given the distance and time he had, you, you figured it would have been a little bit more on target. But his, obviously, like we said, you got it done. He, his worst throw, though, and, and worst read was uh, – and what second quarter? Um, you know the Reggie Ragland picks interception in the end zone. That if the Patriots go up fourteen nothing there and twenty one nothing by halftime, 
I think the game's over, right? I mean, I don't think the Chiefs are really coming back from that. Maybe they do. I mean, maybe I'm underestimating uh, Patrick Mahomes down 21 nothing at home. But um, that, to me, was a killing moment. And i got to tell you, had the Patriots not won that game, uh, and I was, you know, talking to my colleague Evan Lazar, I said, that is the moment I'm going to really focus on. And Evan just crushed me. He's like, what are you talking about? There's like three quarters of the game left after that pick. You know, the Patriots had plenty of time to, you know, recover and, and try to get themselves together and win the game. But that particular moment to me, though, uh, was one of those areas where you, you don't see Brady usually do that. He, he has done it in a Super Bowl. I understand that. He did it against Seattle. He did it against in the pick six against the Falcons. But usually you don't see Brady do that. No, you definitely don't. And, and I'll say big picture, I side with Evan because, like you said, there's so much game left. But I but I think the, the pick is magnified. You can start out with, okay, interceptions are bad. Uh, worse, interceptions are bad in the AFC title game. Worse than that, they're bad so close to the red zone. But the the worst part about this was the fact that the Patriots had decided to turn this into the shortest game as possible. They're going to have as few possessions to give the Chiefs as little time to get on the scoreboard, which in terms means you are only going to have the ball about eight, nine times, which is exactly what happened. And you can't afford when you have a drive that up until you know the one-yard line has been so productive and dominant, then totally give it away because you're not going to get those chances back. And that, that's what made all parts of that so uncharacteristic and such a bad play. But like you said, not like Brady, and, uh, you know, obviously they overcame it. All right, we can look ahead now to Super Bowl 53, and uh, there are a lot of ways to break this game down, and we're going to have two weeks to do it, obviously. But um, what I find a little uh, interesting about this game is the contrasting style of what the Patriots just saw in the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think what the Rams are going to try to do is I think they're more capable of playing smash mouth football uh, with the Patriots and how successful they are, they are doing that. I don't know, but um, you know, obviously they have Todd Gurley who is an all world running back, but they have CJ Anderson whom they are very familiar with after his days with the Broncos. Um, Do you think that the Rams are going to try to, you know, play a little bit of smash mouth in the Super Bowl? I do, and I think because it sets up what they do so well, and you don't need an effective play-action game. You don't need an effective running game to feed into your play-action, but that's really the identity of this Rams team, and I think it's you know it, it behooves them to shorten the game to an extent, just like the Patriots did to the Chiefs, um, and they've got a really good offensive line to do it. So you, you want to rely on that strength. You, you want to complement other parts of your passing game, and I think you know if they have that run, it'll just make it harder for the Patriots when they go zone, which I think we saw them play so much man-to-man coverage in the AFC title game, and that's what they do generally. But the Rams also condense the formations, meaning they have the receiver so tight to the line of scrimmage, which naturally creates traffic. So if you're covering someone man-to-man, it's harder to stay with them. And so I think the Patriots might respond by playing more zone coverage, which therein is is more difficult for the play action and when it's a real run game and they have to decide. Because otherwise they're just focused on their man. But if they're in zone, then the running game is definitely more effective and I think that's partly the reason why you'll, you'll see the Rams go um, smash mouth. Also, um, Jared Goff, a quarterback, obviously a first-round pick back in 2016. There are a lot of people who didn't think Nick Foles had a chance of beating the Patriots in Super Bowl 52, and we know the kind of performance Foles put up. Um, 
I think Jared Goff is in a similar boat. I don't think a lot of people going into this game feel um, that Jared Goff is by himself is going to handle the New England Patriots, especially with Patriots defense playing the way it is right now. But, you know, I think he's sneaky good, and he's got a receiver in Brandon Cooks. What a storyline this sets up to be. Really does. And it's intriguing to me whether it's Cooks or Robin, uh, Robert Woods, who the Patriots are going to stick Stephon Gilmore on who we've seen this season eliminate so many number one options, and that includes, as recently as Sunday, Travis Kelsey, who obviously doesn't play wide receiver, uh, might play tight end more like a receiver, but Cooks is very short, he's very fast, he's going to be familiar with Gilmore's game, having been with the Patriots last season. So that'll, I think, speak to where they think Goff is more comfortable going, kind of a binky, if you will, if they can take that from him, being a younger quarterback on a big stage where he's never been before. Because he'll uncork throws, they're among the best in the league, just dropping things in the back of the end zone, wherever they are. But he'll also give you opportunities. So if they can try to make him as comfortable, uncomfortable as they can, placing Gilmore on either Woods or Cooks, I think they'll do that. But, you know, it'll be tough because Sean McVay has gotten here for a reason. That's because he's as good as an offensive mind as you'll see. And you see that manifested in how much Jared Goff has grown. Did you happen to see Marcus Cannon's uh, quote on Indomitian Sioux? <laughs> I, I did, I did. So I... There are a lot of different ways you could read into that, and certainly Marcus Cannon is not going to expound upon that uh, in the next uh, 12 days or so leading up to Super Bowl 53. I wouldn't expect him to anyway. Uh, but what do you think he meant by that? You know, it's funny because I had one impression, and then our own Nick O'Malley, who did a great job of, of breaking down video that, that's not the video I break down for us, um, going through that, took it as a shot of at, at the rest of uh, you know, as a shot at Sue, as like a sarcastic, like, oh, good thing they got Sue. Obviously, the Patriots are familiar with him, seeing him when he was in Miami. I took it as a shot at everybody else uh, to help balance, you know, all the attention that Aaron Donald gets. Because if they add Sue, it tells them that you can't mm. double-team Donald as much. So that that's how I heard it. Yeah, and speaking of uh, Aaron Donald, I, I think he is going to be – as good a defensive lineman, obviously, the Patriots have faced all year. And I'm curious to see with the Patriots coming off arguably their best offensive line performance in a hostile environment with the noise, um, that the job they did on Chris Jones, uh, especially the interior on Sunday, was something else. So that's going to be a great matchup. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic, and I would take it another level, honestly, Travis, just from defensive alignment to defensive player. I don't think there's anyone as good as Donald is in the league. He won defensive player of the year uh, last season. I think he'll repeat again this year. I mean, he's just racking up a number of sacks we've never seen from an interior lineman, and you could offset that by saying, well, the league's also never passed as much, and you know, you've know, got other right. players, like we mentioned, Sue out there, and the Rams play with the lead, their opponents pass. The bottom line is he is as widely respected as anyone in the NFL. Adam Butler told me after this game what I'm saying, all right, did you see the Rams at all in the locker room at Arrowhead? He's like, oh, yeah, I have to watch Aaron Donald. I have to take things from him and see what he's doing. So, you know, it's a young, impressionable player, but I know those views are are shared across the league. So I'm going to wrap up this podcast uh, speaking with Andrew Callahan of MassLive.com. Does a tremendous job with the X's and O's uh, in film analysis for MassLive.com. Who's going to give us... Uh, you're very welcome. I wouldn't say it if I didn't mean it. Who's going to give us the best quote of Super Bowl week between these two, Marcus Peters or Akib Talib? 
I, I got to go keep to leave. And I think Marcus Peters has gotten a lot of attention with the whole gumbo line from when they played the, the Saints in the regular season. But the stuff that Aqib Tlaib has come up with that I saw, you know, when I was in college or when I was in Pennsylvania covering high school and college sports was just unparalleled. And there's a there's a clip I, I would suggest to everyone when he went on uh, with Dan Levitard on their show, uh, Highly Questionable on ESPN, telling a story um, uh, basically of a family shootout and how the cops were called, but everything was settled because of his grandmother. This is a guy who is going to open up. He's going to be honest, and he's going to tell some lines and quotes that you will never forget. He's, he's great. My favorite Akeem Tlaib moment was when I was covering Super Bowl 50 out in San Francisco, um, Santa Actually, I think it was San Jose to be specific. And I was video bombed by uh, Snoop Dogg, who had just completed an interview with Akeem Tlaib. And it was some <laughs> of the greatest back and forth I'd ever seen. And what I really appreciated about that is you could tell Akeem Tlaib was in awe of Snoop Dogg. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. I mean, he, he is honest in every sense of the word, not only just in dealing with the media, but just, you know, everyone he kind of sees or opponents. I and mean, when we've seen him jaw and get tangled and, you know, go back and forth with people on the field. I mean, that's just, that's just who he is. And, you know, might, might get him in trouble here and there with some coaches, but, but he's going to do him, especially when he's back in the Super Bowl. He is going to do him. There is no question about that. Uh, when do you head down? Uh, I will be down on Sunday and coming back either Monday or Tuesday after the game is done. Uh, I will be down there early in the week. Uh, TBD on exactly when my plane lands. Hopefully I don't have to drive to Atlanta. Uh, but I'm <laughs> coming back on uh, Monday afternoon. So win or lose, uh, um, you know, for Patriots fans listening to this, they hope there's a MVP press conference, you know, Monday morning at 9 a.m. and then possibly sure. leave after that. I want to thank everybody for downloading today's podcast. I want to thank our awesome guest, Andrew Callahan of MassLive.com. Follow him on Twitter at underscore Andrew Callahan. For producer Michael Angi and the founder of the network, Nick Gelso, this is Mike Petralia, and this has been the Patriots Beat Podcast, powered by CLNS Media. Hello, I'm Dan Lothian, host of the Behind the Media podcast on the CLNS Media Network. Along with Jimmy Young, we dive into the biggest media headlines each week with honest, informed, and sometimes irreverent perspectives. It's not all serious. We deliver information and entertainment. As we like to say on Behind the Media, we find the interesting in media so you don't have to go searching for it. Listen to our podcast and get prepped for the next trip to the water cooler. Subscribe to Behind the Media wherever you get your podcasts or find us on www.clnsmedia.com.